All right, friends, it's hoop ball promo time. This is big because this is our 2020-2021 NBA season product rollout, and I am so excited to tell you about what we've got. We almost never push our hoop ball products, but this is the window of the year where we need to power that engine. So let me tell you what's out. We've got our draft guide, our flagship's shining beacon to the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. We cover all over 400 players this season with future access pass to our Brewski 150. Now, if you don't know what the Brewski 150 is, I'm here to give you the need-to-know info. This is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years and new this year for hootball we're unveiling our monthly membership plans featuring our fantasy pass draft guide brewski 150 our new dfs pass premium in-season tools as well as our wager pass for sports bettors everything you need we've got you covered 365 around the clock hoop ball tools is your one-stop shop for your nba treasure trove of fantasy need to know information all that you need and more check us out head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopball fantasy on twitter now check it out give us a follow get your tools and win your league all right friends it's hoop ball promo time this is big because this is our 2020-2021 NBA season product rollout, and I am so excited to tell you about what we've got. We almost never push our hoop ball products, but this is the window of the year where we need to power that engine. So let me tell you what's out. We've got our draft guide, our flagship's shining beacon to the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. We cover all over 400 players this season with future access pass to our Brewski 150. Now, if you don't know what the Brewski 150 is, I'm here to give you the need-to-know info. This is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years and new this year for hootball we're unveiling our monthly membership plans featuring our fantasy pass draft guide brewski 150 our new dfs pass premium in-season tools as well as our wager pass for sports bettors everything you need we've got you covered 365 around the clock hoop ball tools is your one-stop shop for your nba treasure trove of fantasy need to know information all that you need and more check us out head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopball fantasy on twitter now check it out give us a follow get your tools and win your league the following is a hoopball presentation Hello and welcome to the Box Score Breakdown Show presented by Hoopball. My name is Adrian Benjamins and I'm joined by Neil Rochelani. And this episode is brought to you by Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company. Get some delicious coffee, taste the Kona difference, head over to HawaiianIsles.com. You can also find their coffee over at Amazon. Neil, how are you doing, my man? Are you staying warm? There. Yes. Yes. In Chicago. I, I did go outside today. Uh, I will say that. Um, ran some errands. It's about uh, it's single digits. You know, I can be outside for about a minute and then I start to really feel it. So I'm a, I'm a definite whip in this weather. But tomorrow is supposed to be back in the 20s. And then we're actually expecting 50 degrees on Monday. So this, wow. this is kind of crazy. We'll see if that actually transpires. But um, that is the forecast. I think we're past the worst of it. Um, how are you doing out in California? Has the rain come yet? Have the rains the rains falling? We we got some rain today, and you know it was pretty crazy because uh, we got some heavy lightning and thunder. And 
uh, man, like it felt like the lightning and thunder was like right over my head. Like there were a couple times where the thunder was so loud. Um, you know, when you're that close to something so powerful, it's kind of scary, man. So, um, but again, nothing like what you're going through over there, man. Neil, I was hearing on the news, like I believe there's like tw- like over 20 people who have passed away due to that cold. Uh, it, I mean, when you tell me that you've gone outside, man, I'm like, uh, like, like you're risking your life going out there, man. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, those that uh, unfortunately don't have um, homes or are struggling or get stuck out there, it's really bad. I think if you're out, you can certainly get around and sort of walk around for a little while. But yes, any extended period of time, it gets kind of dicey. At least yesterday when it was like 50 below with the wind chill. Um, yeah, that's just sad. I saw some stories on that as well. It's, it's just really sad. Yeah, well, happy that you are doing well and that the weather is turning because uh, it's just that's just too cold, man. That's way too cold. Neil, big news today. A ginormous Woj bomb dropped. Porzingis traded to the Mavericks. What do you think about this? Let let me give you the exact details here. Uh, The Knicks get DeAndre Jordan West. Lee Matthews, Dennis Smith Jr., and two future first-round picks. In exchange, the Mavericks get Kristaps Porzingis, Tim Hardaway Jr., Courtney Lee, and Trey Burke. What did you think of the deal? Um, my first thought was I was really surprised um, that the Knicks would give this away. I'm, I'm assuming they have a plan in place where they are expecting some free agents to come this offseason and um, you know, I, I don't mean to be, um, kind of, um, a conspiracy theorist, but I, I think there's a lot of tampering that goes on in the NBA and, and there's been some discussions where there's, there are rumors Kevin Durant's going to go there. Maybe they got the okay that it's a, they don't need Porzingis and he'd rather have so-and-so be there like another free agent that might come. Cause now they have an opportunity to have two max players. So we'll see. I, you know, it's hard for me to evaluate these trades right away. We know that trades sometimes um, take time to kind of figure out who wins, who loses, if maybe both teams win. So I'm not going to get into that. I kind of want to get into the fantasy analysis of this. Do you have any initial thoughts on the trade itself before we get move over to the players involved? Yeah, you know, I, well, first of all, I was stunned. I've ne- I had never seen Neil a trade go so fast from. Oh, uh, Porzingis has expressed some concern about their direction of the Knicks. An hour later, the Knicks are exploring possible trades for Porzingis. 30, 45 minutes later, the Knicks have traded uh, Porzingis to Dallas. It's like unbelievable how quick it snowballed. I was shocked. I was stunned. As you said, Neil, this appears to be all about the Knicks opening up money for two max players as you said neil rumors are likely it could be someone like kevin durant maybe kyrie irving as well and uh neil what's really interesting the knicks are in position to likely get a really high draft pick can you imagine if they land two top free agents and possibly zion williamson could you imagine they go from zero to hero in one season, man. Unbelievable. What do you think about that? 
Yeah, they clearly have a blank slate right now on their roster. Um, we can get into the players that are going to be playing for them, but even then, I think it's hard to trust. And who knows? Uh, but yeah, their complete their team is completely going to be completely different next year than this year. So it is um, a canvas that I guess uh, the management there would try to put together something um, spectacular. It could work out really well for them. Um, my initial thought was Dallas got the best of this because I think Porzingis, if healthy, is a potential all-star, you know, um, year in, year out. But uh, health is part of the game. And so far, he's not been a healthy player. And we'll see um, how he looks next year because I don't think he'll be back on the court this year. This is probably guarantees that. And, you know, I agree with you. It, I mean, the Mavericks got the best guy uh, Neil, just a season ago, we thought Porzingis is like the cornerstone franchise guy you can build around. Neil, Porzingis paired up with Luka Doncic. Doesn't that sound like a great? Uh, doesn't that sound like a great one-two punch to build around? I mean, you got a front court, a highly skilled front court player with a highly skilled back court player. I mean. The uh, the potential is just through the roof, right? Yeah, the potential is there through the roof. If if uh, Porzing, Porzingis comes back healthy and, and stays healthy, yes, I think this is uh, a great move for Dallas. It's just a little risky because so, we don't know his health. We don't know, you know how his recovery is going. We don't know. The Knicks may know more. Obviously, Dallas probably wouldn't make this trade without knowing a lot. But um, uh, we'll see. You know, um, We'll see how it plays out. So the Mavericks played uh, played tonight. So we'll you know what we'll talk about their fantasy outlook when we get to their game when we look at in their box score. But real quick, Neil, let's talk about the fantasy implications for the New York Knicks. A lot of pieces. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. was maybe the number one alpha head usage dog on that team. He's gone. Uh, also, wing uh, backcourt players Courtney Lee as well. Um, what do you think? Do, is there anyone that you like now that you didn't like before on the New York Knicks? Is is there anyone that intrigues you, or does somebody move to the top of your watch list on the Knicks from this deal? Yeah, the person that moves to the top of my watch list is Super Mario. I know that we were big on him at hoop ball, some of us here going into the season, and it obviously did not pan out. The Knicks are very depleted now. I think DeAndre Jordan, the word is he may get bought out, um, may not play for this team. Mitchell Robinson, obviously, and Cornette may be okay there. Uh, Vonley is probably going to be the same with Hardaway Jr. gone. Um, and uh, I don't know. I think they're going to need scoring, and I think Hazonia might be their best option. Um, so I think he's on my watch list right away. Anyone jumps out to you in New York? I am okay. I love the take on Hazonia. I am also fa uh, fascinated by Alonzo Trier. I'm really curious, you know, with Tim Hardaway Jr. gone, with Courtney Lee gone, if Wesley Matthews gets bought out, I'm hoping this opens the door at the shooting guard spot. For guys like Alonzo Trier, maybe even Damian Dotson. So I'm keeping an eye on those guys. And Neil, as somebody who has Dennis Smith Jr. in a few leagues, I am very excited about hopefully him um, being the lead dog in that backcourt. But I do have to admit, Neil, 
the Knicks are not always the smartest team when it comes to uh, making the wise choice on who to play. So, you know, even though I'm excited about the out the outlook of DSJ, would it be surprising if all of a sudden Emmanuel Moutier or Frank Nilakina starts getting minutes ahead of him? So, uh, you know, when it comes to the Knicks, the one thing I've learned this year is uh, you can't really always count on them to do the rational thing. So I think for me, a lot of the Knicks is like a, about a wait and see approach. Let's wait and see what happens. I don't know. What do you think about it? Neil? Yeah, I think you're right uh, from a point of view of if they're trying to win. But I don't know if they're trying to win, which is makes it even harder to predict how they're going to manage their rotations. Obviously, they're going to play a lot of players, maybe not optimize their lineups for winning, uh, which is why I like Hazonia. I don't think he actually helps them win, but he does put up a lot of stats, which is why I think he might... Um, Shine in the system. I don't know. They're going to play a lot of different players. So I would not count on anyone uh, standing out, unfortunately. And they're going to uh, yank players if they're winning. I think they are going to try to lose every game going forward. So let's see if uh, if there's anyone here that can kind of stand out fantasy-wise. That is a really great take. And because, you know, uh, yesterday, last night, we saw Noah Vonley get very limited minutes. I believe he saw like 18 minutes. If for like no reason, he he wasn't in any foul trouble. A lot of people's theories is he's a player that helps them win and they don't want to win, right? It makes no sense for them to win. If they're reloading with two max free agents, why not also add a really high draft pick as well to that mix? So it really makes no sense for them to win they want to lose. So I I love that take that you just had. They're going to lean on the guys that actually uh, don't help them win. And in fantasy, we don't really care about that, right? We just care about the guys that get the uh, popcorn stats for our fantasy team. Anyways, let's keep a close eye in the, uh, in the next game or two on what happens to the New York Knicks because uh, I'm intrigued by who could step up here, Neil. And they may not be done yet. We know that Cantor is probably on the move as well. So we'll see what transpires in that transaction. I imagine he'll be gone by the trade deadline too. So more to come. There you go. All right. Should we go up into game one? And that does include Dallas and Detroit, or Dallas, I should say, as the other partner in that trade. I think, is it your turn or is it my turn? I think it might be my turn. I think it is. Unfortunately. All right, I'm going to start with the Pacers and the Magic. A great game. Magic getting the victory here, 107 to 100. I'm going to jump over on the Indiana side. Going to start with Bogdanovich, who's having a pretty good season. Scores the ball. That's the one thing you can always count on with him. 21 points. Uh, 1-3. He shot 8 of 18, 4 of 4 from the line. My uh, Miles Turner. 27 points, one steal, one assist, seven rebounds. I'm a little disappointed he didn't have any blocks, but whatever, man. Love. I wish that he can have this kind of scoring output every night. He would be, man, he would be a first round talent if he had this kind of scoring output every night with the other stuff that he does. One, three, 10 of 16 shooting, a perfect six of six from the line. That's outstanding. 
Darren Collison has been good ever since Victor Aladipo has gone down. I feel like he his numbers have risen. He's seeing a bump with no Aladipo. 16 points, 10 assists, a steal, 4 rebounds, 1-3, 7 of 13 from the field, 1-1 from the line. You got to be pretty happy if you hung in there and you stuck with Darren Collison. I didn't have the patience to do that, Neil, but some people did because they didn't have much of a choice. And now they're likely getting a little payoff here. Thad Young with 16 points, two steals, four assists, 10 rebounds, just contributing all over the place here. Shot a very efficient eight of 13 from the field as well. It's a great game from him. Neil, my... Domatis Sabonis has really kind of been on a downward trend, I feel like, the last few games. It's continuing again tonight, man. Four points, a block, an assist, four rebounds on only one of nine shooting. Um, I'm a little bummed out here, man. I'm starting to wonder, do I need to move this guy to my bench? I got a bunch of guys on my team that are emerging uh, as playable guys. So I'm wondering if now I need to switch Sabonis out of my lineup, move him to my bench. Uh, Neil, what are your thoughts on the Indiana Pacers? No Tyreek Evans tonight as well. I should note that. Yeah. Darren Collison has been a gem. Uh, I'm regretting now not holding on to him, but you can never predict injuries. Um, and with, like you said, without a depot, he is um, playing phenomenally well. Uh, I'd caught, and then Miles Turner is our, is up to like 38th overall in eight cat leagues and has been, I think, getting stronger. I think he'll continue to rise as he becomes the focal point of this offense. Uh, I, I would caution you on some bonus. I would actually buy low on him. Um, over the last month, he is 114th in eight category leagues. He is a much better player than that. If you can get 80 or 90th value for him, I think he'll creep back to that uh, 50, 60 role that he was producing. He did take nine shots tonight. Um, I'm, I'm just going to chalk up this last streak to um, just kind of random variance. I think he's fine. Um, that's that's my thoughts. Um, those are my thoughts, I should say, on Indiana. On the Orlando side, uh, Adrian, Jonathan Isaac, you have to be smiling because of this. 13 points, 13 rebounds, two assists, three-pointer, two blocks, did shoot a little poorly from the field, 4-12. Four or four from the line. Aaron Gordon, a very quiet night. Uh, he's been mediocre this season. Vucevic continues to be strong. Double doubles, 17 10, 8 of 15 from the field. Um, Augustine, another nice game from him, 20 points on 10 of 10 from the free throw line. Fournier, disappointing night. He is hot and cold and kind of ends up right there on the fringe. I have him in one league and going to hang on to him. Terrence Ross, he is someone that we have talked about. I. Uh, just too nervous to stick with him. I should have. He is just going bananas. Three steals tonight, five three-pointers, 30 points on 11 of 18 from the field. So uh, contributed everywhere. Nothing really changes for me here on this team. Are you uh, warming up to Isaac? Yes, sir. And, Neil, I moved this guy into my starting lineup. So, you know, I'm talking about roto leagues where you have a games cap. Like, obviously, if you're in a head-to-head league where you have no game cap limit, you're pl- you're playing him no matter what. When, you know, if you own him, you're playing him. But, Neil, I'm talking about I got a couple leagues. I own Jonathan Isaac where you have a games limit in, in each spot on your roster. 
I moved him like after the last couple games, Neil, I'm like, all right, I think I'm slowly starting to trust this guy. And tonight, whoo, I am encouraged by this line, man. It is hello, Jonathan Isaac. Thank you for uh finally arriving. Hopefully, may Neil, my fingers are crossed that this is not a uh, fluke that he is finally here. You know, maybe it just took him some time to get going, I guess. He needs half the season to uh <laughs> to warm up. More. Yeah, he's just like a car, an old car that just needs to warm up a little bit. Uh, uh, hey, man. I hope for your sake and, and all yeah. Isaac owner's sake that that's correct, that he's going to continue to get better. Um, Vucevic, I want to mention, made the all-star team. This guy is very, I believe, his very first all-star team. Nobody deserves it more than him. I was ecstatic to see that. And, Neil, I love Terrence Ross, man. I I. I unfortunately do not have him on a single team. I wish that I did. He's just, he lights it up, man. He's been scoring. um, He's been scoring like crazy. And uh, really curious to see if this team does anything at the trade deadline. All right, man, that's all I got. All right. Okay, let's let's keep rolling, man. I'm going to jump into the Dallas Mavericks and the Detroit Pistons and... Uh, the Pistons getting the win here, 93 to 89. You know, Neil, I talked about the Knicks adding two free agents, maybe getting Zion. Let me give you a scenario for the Mavericks. Porzingis sits the rest of the year. The Mavericks end up with the number one pick. They draft Zion, and now they have a mega super team of Luka Doncic, Zion, and Porzingis. Could you imagine that? Um Anyways, Dallas Mavericks, Neil, I am very intrigued by um, who could step up after this trade. The guys who I really wanted to keep an eye on were Dwight Powell, Kleber, and Brunson. So let me get in the box score here. Let me start with Harrison Barnes. 27 points, 4 assists, 7 rebounds, 2 threes on 10 and 24 shooting, 5 of 5 from the line. I am slightly concerned about Harrison Barnes because... The Mavericks have added Tim Hardaway Jr. Neil, I feel like Harrison Barnes and Tim Hardaway Jr. are like almost the same player. Like they're so similar. So I'm really worried that they could hurt each other. Curious to see how this is going to play out. Finney Smith, maybe this is the guy we need to watch. Got 34 minutes, uh, didn't have an outstanding game. But if he gets 34 minutes a night, uh, he's going to be worth owning, I think, in a lot of leagues. Only six points, a block, and assists, four rebounds, uh, three and nine from the field. Okay, so let's not forget um, no Doncic in this one. So we, we need to keep that in mind as well. Brunson, uh, nine points, six assists, only four 14 shooting. Neil, this is another guy I want to keep an eye on. A lot of people think that Luka Doncic could just move into the point guard spot But I'm curious if Doncic slides over to the shooting guard spot and they start Brunson next to him. Regardless, I'm curious if Brunson can get minutes in the 30 range like he got tonight. I think he could be worth an add. Another guy who could be worth an add is Maxi Kleber. Four points, two assists, eight rebounds. A lot of people think that Powell and Kleber could start in this front court. I think Kleber could be worth an add. Uh, didn't really have it going here tonight, but if he's going to get 30 minutes a night, a guy that could be owned. Really shocked to see 
uh, Salah Mahari. I'm sorry, I totally butched that name. I apologize, you guys. Get the start over Dwight Powell. He only had four points, nine rebounds in this one in 19 minutes. No fouls either, so no foul trouble. I think Dwight Powell is the guy that you might want to own here. Now, he only got 24 minutes off the bench, did have four fouls, which may have been an issue, had 10 points, five rebounds, one assist, one steal, and two blocks. His per 36 numbers are pretty good. If he's going to get the starting nod and see big minutes, he could be. He could definitely be worth an add. So uh, let's keep an eye on the Dallas Mavericks. Neil, this was my longest uh, team outlook I think I've ever had. What do you think of the Mavericks? <laughs> well, yeah, it's a complicated situation. Like you said, Doncic was out tonight, which kind of throws a wrench into it, and plus there are new players coming on. All right, so this is my take. Um, I am not a believer in Powell. I know he's gotten a lot of buzz. I just will watch him. I'll just see it if I believe it. He's kind of like Larry Nance up in Cleveland. I think he gets, every time I think he's going to get opportunity, it just doesn't work out. He doesn't play the minutes. He doesn't get the stats. Um, I am, if I had to pick one player off Dallas, I'd probably go Kleber. Um, or Brunson. I think those two guys are going to get a lot of run second half of the season or last third of the season, wherever we are now. Um, and uh, Hardaway Jr. will start. I think Barnes will start. I think Doncic will start. I think Kleber might. And Brunson, I think, is going to get like 28 to 30 minutes off the bench, and I think he can put up decent fantasy value. So those, it's really just Kleber and Brunson. I would not expect anything great out of them, you know, maybe 100 80 to 80, 90 at best case scenario. So you're not looking at anyone great, but those two guys, I think have potential. And then Dwight Powell, if Dwight Powell ever started and played 30 minutes, yes, I would want him, but he has never done that. Um, and doesn't tonight didn't even get a chance to do it either. So not, uh, not big on him. All right. Um, that is my, uh, quicker take on Dallas, uh, on Detroit, uh, Griffin, 24 points, 10 rebounds. Gosh, he struggled tonight from the field, 8 of 26. Didn't make two three-pointers. Andre Drummond with a, what do you call this, Barbara Walters, 2020? 24 <laughs> points, 20 rebounds, 11 of 13 uh, from the field. This guy, ah, ah, man, he is just, uh, I wish his free throw percentage would come up. Tonight, 2 for 2, but um, struggling this year from the line. Had a steal and a block as well. Uh, Reggie Jackson continues to be solid. Really great game here for him. 17 points, 7 rebounds, 9 assists. He's out there in a lot of waiver wires. He has games like this, and then he has bad games. He averages out to a low-end starter, in my opinion, 12 category or 12 team leagues. Tonight, two steals and a three-pointer as well. Um, not much from really Reggie Bullock tonight. Really disappointing. Just four points in 30 minutes, one of eight shooting. Galloway, uh, kind of a ho-hum night. Bruce Brown Jr. plays 20 minutes, does not score. Adrian, are we going to see a uh, are we going to see a third fantasy asset here? I guess Reggie Jackson technically is the third fantasy asset, but no wing players have really emerged here. Um, it's kind of a mishmash of uh, of mediocrity in terms of fantasy value. Um, so I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not counting on. It. I think it's just kind of where it is at this point with Detroit. Any thoughts on the Pistons? Man, we talk about the Pistons all the time, and mostly because, to me, Neil, they're they're like uh, one of the boring teams in the league because 
they they really only have two guys. I guess you could count Reggie, throw Reggie Jackson in there, but they really like that's the only guys you count on. And there's nobody else that you count on. And there's never any storyline to watch, right? Like there's never any, ooh, I wonder if this guy's gonna step up tonight or or you know. Like, for example, with Jonathan Isaac, you know, we're curious if he can finally put it together. So we watch him like there's nobody like that on the Detroit Pistons. So, um, man, I have league pass, Neil. And every time I'm going through which team I should watch, I don't think once this season I uh, picked the Detroit Pistons as a team (laughs) that I want to watch. And I apologize to all you Detroit Pistons fans. Fans, I don't mean to be bashing your team. Um, I actually do like them reality-wise. I'm just talking about from a fantasy standpoint. It's like these are the guys you want and everybody else you don't want and nothing really ever changes. So anyways, all right, I'm going to move on to the next game, the Milwaukee Bucks and the Toronto Raptors. Neil, I was excited for this one, man. The two top teams in the Eastern Conference. This could possibly be a preview of the Eastern Conference Finals. And while I was watching the game, they even said that this game may decide who coaches the All-Star team in the East. So both teams really wanted to win this one. The Bucks got the victory here, 105-92. to And I'm going to look in the Milwaukee side. going to start with Middleton, who had a, a pretty solid game here. 18 points, 2 steals, 4 assists, 6 rebounds. 1-3, super efficient 7-of-9 shooting from the field, 3-of-4 from the line. Brogdon with 11 points, a steal, 3 assists, 6 rebounds, 2 threes on 3-of-10 three shooting from the field, 3-of-4 from the line. Brooke Lopez, you know, this his stat set right here of 11 points, 6 rebounds, 3 blocks, doesn't really do the justice of what he did out there on the court. He has a really nice presence for this team, really solid down low, uh, getting rebounds, defensive rebounds when they need it. And um, man, he's he's a really nice fit. I was I was not a believer when he came to this team, and I have to say I was wrong. Reality wise, man, Brooke Lopez is a nice fit for this team. Bledsoe with a great game, fourteen points, four steals, six assists, with eight rebounds. Two threes, six of 12 shooting. Uh, that slump that Bledsoe had is a thing in the past, man. He put that thing behind him in the rearview mirror, and he has his foot on the gas pedal, man. He has been playing great. Giannis Antetokounmpo, 19 points, two blocks with four steals, five assists, nine rebounds, one three on seven of 13 shooting from the field, four of five from the line, just sprinkling goodies all over the place tonight. Outstanding game from him. George Hill stepped up with 10 points off the bench. Uh, Wilson, their youngster, 16 points with a full line here. Uh, we don't really trust or own any of these guys on the bench, but just kind of cool to see a couple of these guys step up in a big game. Neil, what are your thoughts? On the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, like uh, this entire starting five is, unlike the Pistons, all fantasy worthy and playing really well. Great win tonight in Toronto for the Bucks. Um, DJ Wilson, I know you mentioned there at the end. I don't know if you picked him up in a dynasty league or, I mean, he may not be worth even a deeper team league at because he may not get that many minutes or 
put up obviously not these types of numbers on a night-to-night basis, but that guy looks really good. Um, I really think he's going to have a future in the NBA, and I think he should be picked up in Dynasty Leagues. Um, that's about it. I mean, nothing else really changes on this team. I, I He's had some good games. He looks good out there. Some basketball analysts that I follow seem to feel like he has potential as well. So um, if you're in a dynasty league, he's someone who should be picked up. If he's, Is he already owned, though, in most of your leagues? Do you know that, Adrian? Is he uh, someone who's already picked up? You know, so in all my deep dynasty leagues, I play in a 2014 league and a 30 team league. He is owned, but I do also play Neil in a couple of shallower leagues. I'm talking like 14 uh, to 16 team dynasty leagues. I believe he could be available there. And Neil, I need to take a look at my worst guy and see if uh, Wilson's potential is larger than my worst guy. And Neil, I have to also mention in my 30, I believe it was my 30 team dynasty league. It's a Red Rock League. Somebody offered me DJ Wilson for my Jordan Clarkson. And I believe they also offered a late first round pick. And Neil, my team is a tanking, rebuilding team. His team is a win now team. I am kicking myself right now for not accepting that trade. I got to revisit that and see if that team would still be willing to make that deal with me because it really makes no sense for me to have Jordan Clarkson. He's not helping me right now on a team. I am tanking for Zion in that league, Neil. <laughs> so uh, he is he is contending for a title. He wants Jordan Clarkson, and I can get a guy like DJ Wilson, who you said, Neil, could have some nice potential in two or three seasons from now. So I'm going to go back to that trade and see if that – uh, team would be willing to revisit that man all right all right on to the toronto side um pascal siakam kind of had the uh the best game tonight uh 28 points he shot very well 12 of 19 from the field including two of three from three point land and from the free throw line uh three rebounds three assists as well Kawhi was a little quiet tonight seven to 20 shooting um 16 points, 8 rebounds, 2 assists. I think this was kind of the difference in the game. Um, he just got shut down a little bit tonight. Maybe, like you said, a preview of what may come. Two superstars out there. Uh, great game. I know we, everyone loves to knock on the East, but um, I think Milwaukee and Toronto are very good teams and can compete with anyone out West, except for maybe Golden State. But that that's, that's like everyone out West can't compete with Golden State, so it's not just the East. Um, Kawhi, three, three, uh, three steals. Um, no three-pointers tonight. Abaka, solid night, 12 points, 10 rebounds. Did not shoot well again, 4-15. Uh, did have two steals and three blocks. Lowry, a very quiet night from him, 4 for 11 just 10 points. This team just really got... Uh, Milwaukee just, just flat-out beat them. Uh, Van Fleet off the bench, played 30 minutes, but didn't really do much fantasy-wise, uh, statistics-wise. Same with Norman Powell, played 23 minutes. Even, even our... Uh, even um, Leonard's BFF, Danny Green, struggled tonight. I don't know if you had him in there. He only played 13 minutes. Um, did not score. Did have a block that I saw. So that's about it. He had four rebounds as well. I hate to laugh. But, uh, yeah, this games like this, even though Danny Green technically um, worth starting at 106 in a uh, 12-team format, I could not stomach it. And tonight is one of those games. Uh, thoughts from you on the Toronto Raptors? Oh, Danny Green, Neil. <laughs> Danny Green, man. Um, 
man, I don't play this guy. He plays well. I play this guy, and he goes scoreless in 13 minutes. Uh, I believe. I, okay, I think we should note he was dealing with some kind of illness tonight. I believe he even uh, left the game early due to having some kind of a stomach bug. I think he did return and eventually come back to this game. So I'm going to chalk this up to him not feeling well, but it has not been very fun owning this guy, Neil. It's been pretty frustrating. Uh, and uh, I don't have a lot of hair on my head. And the little <laughs> hair that I do have, man, it's um, it's quickly leaving me because of uh, trying to figure out when to play Danny Green. All right. Um, the Raptors, man. Uh, tough loss for them. But, uh, hey, they're going to be up there at the top at the end of the season. They're still going to get Valanciunas back as well. So, uh, I still love the Toronto Raptors outlook. I, if I had to pick a team to come out of the East, I think I would still pick them ahead of the Celtics and ahead of the Bucks. Although I think it's going to be a fun, fun battle between all those teams. Any closing thoughts here, Neil? Uh, no, let's move on to the, I guess the final game that's completed. Ah, man. How many, what? <laughs> yes. Ah, uh, okay. The Nets and the Spurs. Uh, the Spurs getting the win here, 117 to 114, a really close game. I'm going to look at the Nets side, and I'm going to start with um, somebody who I think got snubbed, D'Angelo Russell. I think this guy deserved to make the All-Star team this year. It doesn't look like he made the team. 25 points, a steal, a block with nine assists and five rebounds. Two threes on 10 of 26 shooting from the field, three of four from the line. Um, he's had an outstanding season. We we keep saying that. I, I sound like a broken record. Uh, Harris with 18 points, three assists, two rebounds, three threes, an efficient seven of 10 from the field, 101 from the line. We see him have good games and bad games. Great game from him tonight. Jared Allen with 14 points. Love the defensive output with the two steals and the two blocks. Four assists, three rebounds, one three. Love that, man. You love getting a three from your center. Six of seven from the field, one of three from the line. Uh, I had really high expectations for Jared Allen, so uh, I'm a little bit let down, but still worth owning. Still a solid fantasy center and tonight having this is a pretty nice line here tonight so if you own him you know you just got him locked and loaded into your lineup Karuk's nine points with one steal one assist 10 rebounds four of eight shooting from the field uh i don't trust him graham getting the start 25 minutes he only had three points neil i picked up napier and i actually played him tonight in uh, my home league, 15 points, two blocks, seven assists, uh, two threes. He only shot four of 13 from the field, five of six from the line. He looks locked and loaded in that Dinwiddie role, that uh, backup point guard. He's getting good minutes. His usage is pretty good. And um, I'll take this line tonight. And if he keeps playing like this, uh, I'll, I'll be happy with this kind of output. Damari Carroll having a nice game off the bench with 18 points, five rebounds, two assists, uh, five of 13. He had three threes tonight, five of seven from the line. Davis, uh, you know, we've, we, he's always good for double-digit rebounds. I feel like he's always getting boards 
But, you know, in 20 minutes, I don't trust him. Six minutes, 11 boards for him. Hollis Jefferson fell off a cliff tonight, you guys. Um, Only 18 minutes, six points, two assists, six rebounds. May have had a little foul trouble. He did have three fouls in that 18 minutes. I would stick with Hollis Jefferson, although this is not a great sign. If you did pick him up, you're probably disappointed with what you saw from him tonight. Neil, what are your thoughts on the net, the Nets? Yeah, D'Angelo Russell is having a great season. Um, like you said, it's uh, not everyone can make the All-Star game, but he is uh, perhaps deserving of it, at least on the cusp of it. Um, the one the one player we've talked about is Napier. Um, I don't know if he's probably been picked up in perhaps some leagues. Over the last four games where he's gotten around 28 minutes, he is averaging around 100th overall on a per-game basis in eight-category leagues. Um, so he is worth owning. Uh, as long as um, Lavert and Dinwiddie are out, and those guys are expected to be out until March, um, I don't think they'll come back before then. So you've got um, another month um, minus the All Star break to kind of ride him, and I think he'll be that hundredth um, spot seems pretty uh, reasonable. So congratulations on picking him up, Adrian, and hopefully he'll continue to work out for you. I'm going to hop. No one else really jumps out at me. Like you said, uh, I don't really trust um, Karuks or RHJ. Um, Ed Davis, though, if you need rebounds, he can help you there. All right. On the San Antonio side, um, Aldridge, another solid game, 20 points, 13 rebounds, 10 of 11 from the free throw line. DeRozan comes back, double doubles here, 15 points, 10 rebounds, four assists. Uh, Derek White, he has been... Much better than I expected. Tonight just went nuts. 26 points, 6 assists on 8 of 13 shooting, 3 three-pointers, 1 steal, and 2 blocks. Certainly a career night in terms of fantasy value. Um, and then uh, Bryn Forbes, someone I've been tracking, um, has never really gotten there. And now with DeRozan back, is, is kind of taking a back seat in terms of usage. 11 points tonight, 5 rebounds. Did take 15 shots, including seven three-pointers. Just made three of them. In a, so I'm still going to watch him, but I'm not really going to count on him. Rudy Gay, uh, steady, low-end uh, player, mid-round to low-round low value. 28 minutes, 15 points, seven rebounds, two assists, two steals, and a three-pointer. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really impressed by Derek White. I don't know if he had a chance to pick him by Adrian. I was very skeptical that he could fill shoes quickly, and he has done so. I think he's going to stick around. Um, any thoughts from you on the Spurs? All right. Had a little technical difficulties there. We have lost Adrian. Uh, unfortunately, he is gone for the night. Um, I had some internet issues here when I was trying to pass it back to him after the Spurs game. And uh, I can never reconnect with him. My internet, though, is back up and running. So I'm going to just run through the last two games of the evening. Nice win here. For the 76ers in Golden State, um, 113 to 104, led by Joel LMB. 26 points, 20 rebounds, five assists, two blocks. Excuse me, two steals, no blocks tonight, eight turnovers. Um, ben Simmons having a monster game as well. 26 points, eight rebounds, six assists, a block, three steals. He did it all tonight. Um, Butler a little quieter, seven points, nine rebounds, 
six assists on the evening. He uh, did not shoot so well, three of 13, but uh, he does so much in the defensive department, played 37 minutes and helped them down the stretch, did contribute a steal. <clears throat> Wilson Chandler still not doing much in a starting role, just 21 minutes, no fantasy value. J.J. Redick continues to be decent, 15 points, four three-pointers. Uh, combined a handful of rebounds and assists, not much else. Muscala plays 21 minutes off the bench. Shamet, uh 16 minutes, and that's about it. Um, Embiid, first-round value. Butler, second. Simmons, turnovers kill him. Nine-category league, 62nd, but uh, will come up after today's game. Redick. Uh, right around 80th, and then no one else on this team. We'll see if they do anything at the trade deadline. On the Golden State side, they were without Clay Thompson, who sat tonight, and um, Antonio McKinney got the start. Did go 5-5 five of five from the field uh, for 11 points, but not much else. It was Steph Curry tonight leading the way, knocking down 14 shots, 10 of them three-pointers. Two steals, 41 points for him. Uh, Turned the ball over six times, so kind of what you expect from Steph in a high-profile game, playing 38 minutes. Um, Had six assists as well, along with four rebounds. Cousins, uh, still on this minute restriction, played 25 minutes tonight, 7.6 rebounds, six assists. Did not shoot well tonight, 3 of 11 from the field. Did get three steals and a block. I am still expecting him to be somewhere between 40 and 50 on a per game basis um, and not playing back to backs and maybe getting some rest at the very end of the season. See how that plays out. Durant um, took 24 shots himself. 11 were made 25 points, um, four rebounds, four assists. He struggled from the three point land. Just one of eight did have two steals. Draymond green, uh, Draymond Green like night, eight rebounds, ten assists, two steals, three blocks. Unfortunately, just one of six from the field, four points. Just curious to see if Draymond Green's value would go down with uh, Cousins come in. It has not affected his rebounds or assists. So those are the two categories I was concerned about. Uh, so far, no problem with Draymond's value at all. And everyone else seems to be doing just the same. <clears throat> Off the bench, Kevon Looney played 23 minutes, but not much to talk about. Uh, so no changes here. Um, I'm still sticking with, like I said, Cousins to be around 40 to 50. And the rest of the players to be where they are um, before he joined the team. All right. Uh, the final game, the Lakers and the Clippers. Technically a Clippers home game in the Staples Center. 123-120. Uh, the Lakers went in overtime with the return of LeBron James. I thought he might come back slow, take it easy up until the All-Star break. Um, not the case. 40 minutes tonight in the overtime. 24 points, 14 rebounds, 9 assists, 9 of 21, a three-pointer, two steals, kind of right where he left off, five turnovers. Um, Kuzma, his usage went down, just took eight shots, just played 23 minutes. See if he had any. Um, he did get injured with a hip strain, so that limited his time. We'll see how long 
will be out. Um, or that could have been prior to the game. I'm not sure. I'm sorry about that. Let's check on that tomorrow. Rondo starting at point guard. Looks so much better when he has LeBron next to him. 14 points, 13 rebounds, 7 assists. This is what I think you can kind of expect. I mean, he did go to, over, did go to overtime, so maybe not this many rebounds. or, But the assists will be around 10, I think. Uh, 8 to 10 rebounds. Uh, Six to eight, uh, and um, he could make about a dozen points a game. So I think he's going to be close to a triple-double, very low-end triple-double, uh, and worth starting. Uh, Brandon Ingram played 44 minutes, 19 points, 7 to 12 from the field, four rebounds, four assists. Uh, Lance Stevenson, 30 minutes off the bench, really helped this team in the overtime, uh, scored 20 points on six to 10 shooting. Josh Hart goes back to... Not doing much, just 21 minutes, just two points. The biggest question here is the center position. As far as I'm concerned, Zubach starts 18 minutes. Tyson Chandler off the bench, 18 minutes. JaVale McGee off the bench, 17 minutes. McGee had the best uh, line, 11 points, 5 rebounds, 2 blocks. Tyson Chandler, 4 points, 5 rebounds, 2 blocks. Uh, Zubach, 7 points, 3 rebounds, and no blocks. I... Know that McGee flourished with, uh, excuse me, with LeBron in there, and I am really hoping that will continue since I own him in one league. Not sure. Um, Seventeen minutes is a little low considering the overtime for McGee. I would like to see him get twenty-two to be comfortable with him. Um, he certainly can be valuable with less than that, but he is uh, very good once he gets above that mark. And then he was stellar when he was getting like 26 to 28 minutes a game um, in those rare occasions. So I would like to see him get back there. I don't really trust anyone now. I think we'll have to see what happens to the trade deadline. Obviously, they are making a strong play for Anthony Davis, and that could change everything. So just wait and see on them for now. On the Clippers side, Beverly continues his strong performances in the with the absence of Gallinari tonight, Beverly, 17 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists. Shot 6 for 11, so better night shooting than normal, including 5 of 8 for 3-point land. That is um, a bit higher, but still, the 8 rebounds, the 4 assists, the 5 3-pointers, 2 steals, and a block. Just true turnovers. I Maybe you can't avoid him. Uh, I am still worried about his percentages. And, uh, you know, sometimes he puts up very low-end point scoring. But it has been good the last few days, so last few games, I should say. So maybe it can be trusted. I am still going to pass for now. I don't know um, how long Gallinari will be out, and I think that is the biggest concern. It's supposed to be back on the 3rd February, so one more game. Uh, maybe you try Beverly one more time, um, or you try one last time. Let's see what happens. When Galler comes back, I expect him to go back, Beverly to go back to his normal role of not having fantasy value. Uh, Tobias Harris solid tonight, 15 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists, a 3-pointer. Uh, Avery Bradley, not bad night, 13 points, 8 rebounds, 2 steals, a block, 5 of 15 shooting. Shy Gilgis Alexander, in addition to butchering his name, um, I butchered his expectations. This guy, I still believe... This young man, I should say, I still believe will be very good 
in the NBA, just not a fantasy asset this year. Uh, 10 points, 2 rebounds, 3 assists, 4, 12 shooting, 2 steals. Lou Williams gets it done off the bench as usual. 24 points, 6 assists, 10 of 18 from the field. Struggle from the line, though, 2 of 5. Very much uh, an anomaly. 2 three-pointers, 2 steals. Montrez Harrell, quiet in 23 minutes, 15 points, 8 rebounds. Not a bad night. 7-11 from the field, 2 blocks of steal. Did struggle from the free throw line, one of five. Um, Boban played 13 minutes, something that happens on occasion. Not much value. Gortat, 16 minutes in a starting role. Uh, so no real changes here. Um, I don't <clears throat> expect the Clippers to do much of the trade down line, um, but after what happened today with Dallas and New York, I guess anything is possible. So keep an eye on them one week until that uh, occurs. All right, thanks so much for listening to the box score breakdown for January 31st. Um, again, our sponsor is HawaiianIsles.com or Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. Excuse me. You can find their products at HawaiianIsles.com and also Amazon.com. We are done for the week. We will be back on Sunday night and uh, we'll talk to you then. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.